0: And you are now tuned into Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And tonight we have the legend in the making, one of the funniest motherfuckers with a pulse, Mr. Mo Hill in the building. And before I bring him on, I want to show you, uh, let me introduce you to him uh, with some of his classic work right here.
1: I told you not to come out on this date. But you're the one who invited her over for a drink. Yes, I'm trying to get to know her. yeah me too. No, not on the first date. You make shit <laughs> difficult. Sound like a y'all problem to me. No, that is a wee problem. You awfully fucking quiet. What, you having a stroke or something? I mean, her shit was pretty crazy. You never know, she might be the one. Why? She started doing the whole pepper thing. And... So is she the one because of that? Fortunately, we're kind of weak for the whole pepper thing.
0: It was crazy. Oh. Huh? <laughs> Feelings a little bit.
1: Soon as she did it, I was like, "Oh, so now y'all friends?" And y'all wonder why we always do this. <laughs> oh my god, man! All right, let me <laughs> I all my fucking tears, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank man, you, man. Thank how you, you doing,
0: bro? How's life? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Man, I'm I'm old, but I'm still ticking. It'll I work. like it, man. As long as you're ticking, man. That's all that matters. Oh, my God. I just turned 50. Congratulations, like 50, man. 50, bro. Like, oh, my. I'm getting AARP shit in my email. <laughs> it's like, man, I didn't feel yeah, though.
1: Yeah. But You don't feel old until they start giving
0: you the old stuff. I ain't getting no discounts yet, though. See, that's when you know it kicked in. See, 50 don't mean nothing until you get the discounts. Yeah, man. I went to Bob Evans Sunday for my birthday, man. I
1: ain't get shit free. Nothing. Oh, yeah. You definitely get known if you got Bob Evans for your birthday. That's... <laughs> That's that's the first sign, man. Because <laughs> I bet you if you was thirty five or forty, you would not be in no damn Bob Evans, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least no. go to Red Lobster and get some cheesy biscuits. Oh, you and Bob god. Evans getting the turkey with the gravy? Oh
0: my no. oh, god! Yeah, man. It was we had a good time though, man. Yo. That's good, man. At least you had a
1: good birthday, man. That's good.
0: So so comedy, man. That, that, you're yeah. doing the thing out there, and and if you know the day was the first time you saw a little clip of the, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a skit. Yeah, they're just skits. Yeah, they're skits. Yeah, he's got a whole series of them, man, and it it's just fucking hilarious. How did Thank you come Lord. up with the with the the heart, the brain, and the dick?
1: Um to be honest with you, man, I, I got the idea from watching I'm a I am a comedy historian. Like I love mm-hmm. since I've been a kid, I'm uh I was a big TV buff. I was always watching movies, watching TV shows. I grew up on BT and the different things that was going on back in the early two thousands and late nineties. Um, but uh I got the idea from Richard Pryor. So okay. the day before I I'm a huge fan, Richard Pryor's And my top three favorite comedians, Um, I get a lot of my style from Richard Pryor as far as the type of stuff that I talk about, the authenticity of my comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, But the day before I came up for the skit, um, if anybody knows anything about Richard Pryor, is he's one of the first comedians to come up with personification comedy. I don't know if you know what that is or not. but uh, So personification comedy is basically where you bring in that things to life. Like he would give his heart a personality or his stomach a personality or his arm. Right. Or if you ever see his stand up uh on or uh his stand-up concert, he often would talk about the animals having a personality or when his dad punched him in the stomach and his chest wrapped around his fist or <laughs> when he shot the motor out of his car and dropped out like what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. So I had just watched that special the night before and at the time I was going through Kind of like a little breakup stage with this girl that I had just been talking to. And I was like, man, what mm-hmm. if I just basically personified like how I'm feeling right now? And obviously, there's some comedic exaggeration to it. But
0: that's kind of where I got the idea from, man, watching watching Richard Pryor, man. This shit works, though, man. And we was talking about it a little bit as far mm-hmm. as um taking it to the next step. You yeah. said you've been working on that. What's the next step? Let the people know. Well,
1: so long term, man, what I want to do is, you know, right now, um, just kind of give you a sneak peek. Right now, you just kind of see me doing three characters and I'm always keep it at three characters Mm -hmm. um, because men were simple. So anything outside of that will make us complicated. Right. Which is not true to how men are. So uh, right now, you just see me. I'm kind of in my living room is where I film a lot of this. at, And um, Mm -hmm. it's just 30 second, one minute. I, you know, just scenarios and different predicaments that men might be in, you know. In the future, what I'm going to do is have it to where it'll be like three actual guys who are all played by me coexisting in an actual house. So instead of them being three people in one area, kind of going through a, uh, a scenario, mm-hmm. there's going to be actual episodes of a storyline. So it'll be more in depth. Each of those things that you're seeing eventually are going to be put into a pot and we're going to make them longer, like maybe. At this point my my idea is maybe five or ten minute episodes but eventually they're going to be like real episodes to where it's going to be me playing three different characters but we're going to be coexisting in a house like three roommates but they're going to be the heart the dick and the brain all in the same place going through these different scenarios of life as three different people
0: that's crazy now you from cleveland right originally yeah i'm originally from cleveland but i grew up here in columbus that's unfortunate, man. I hate Columbus. No disrespect, Damn. respectfully. Uh, I'm from wow. Michigan, bro. Oh, you from Michigan? No, yes. oh, that's why. Yes. What um,
1: part of Michigan? You from Detroit? Absolutely. Yeah. My, Boy, well, you man. know, I got a lot of love for Detroit. A lot of my family. I always say the one tribe of my my family is from Detroit. I got a lot of roots in Detroit.
0: So, but I'm, I've I've been living in Cleveland for about 25 years. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So yeah
0: they always they always say Cleveland
1: outside. is. A, yeah, it yeah, is. They say Cleveland is the suburb of Detroit. <laughs>
0: suburb, mm, not yo, the suburb, far. but like the city is the, the city. <laughs> it's like a mini version of Detroit. Yo, but you capture the essence of a Browns fan perfectly. Yeah, the, the <laughs> eternal displaced hope in this city for the Browns, man. is nauseating. It is. Trust and me, man. I know. I'm a Lions fan. The difference between the Lions fan and the Browns fan is we absolutely know our team is trash. <laughs> we're not going to the playoffs ever. I'm not going to see that. Right. Gonna, we're going to get one Hall of Fame player every decade. Yeah. that's it. And and that, next year we're going to go – no, the Browns, fans the Browns we do got a lot of hope. year. <laughs>
1: every, we do. Oh, man, we don't
0: go to the playoffs.
1: It's our year. It's our year, man. We got so close at one point last year. It was so close, and then we just digressed so hard. That's the worst. I'd rather just be bad every year than no, get don't. close and no, then go don't. backwards. No you, don't, no,
0: you don't. You know what I mean? You need a little ounce of hope, man. We don't have that. <laughs> like, even anyway, when we had Barry Sanders, and yes, I'm old enough to have seen him play. I'm jealous, man. I've not those are some great years, man. No, they were worse. Really? Why? Because we had the, the unequivocal best player yeah. in the league making ridiculous plays to get 12 yards. <laughs> was I, Wait, I don't even know. I,
1: obviously, I wasn't around at that time. Uh, what was your record during those years? Was it were they
0: winning records, or was I still like? Um, we had a couple of, of years where we actually did go to the playoffs. I won't lie. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. Yeah, Herman Moore. Herman Moore was dope. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the quarterbacks, I, I can't even remember the names. It was a, a revolving door of quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. But
0: a couple of years, you know, we did all right. But we knew we were lucky to be there, and we weren't going to do anything. You know, so it was just, and he, it was so bad he quit. I'm done. I don't, I don't want to play no more. I'm retiring. And it's not like Jim Brown retired and went to Hollywood. He just retired yeah, and went and just, home. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it was shit. Um, first joke. What was your first joke?
1: My first joke, like doing stand up? Yeah. Oh, man. What was my first joke? My first joke. Was it funny? Uh hold on, let me think. I, I know I rem I remember my first time ever getting on stage. Let me think of my what first was that like? joke. I think actually I do remember, I think I told a joke about my dad. I can't remember exactly what it was, mm-hmm. but I told a joke about my dad and like being a kid or something. I can't remember exactly what a joke was, but my first time on stage as a stand up, mm-hmm. um It was interesting. It wasn't the thing is um, I've been doing improv comedy for about ten years, ten plus Mm -hmm. for the latter of ten years. So I was already comfortable being on stage, and I already kind of had the learning. Already, I didn't have the learning curve of stage presence and experience being on stage, but I didn't have experience with structured jokes and doing that kind of stuff. So when I was on stage, I was comfortable, Mm -hmm. but actually doing stand-up jokes, that's where I was like real fuzzy. Now, actually, no. I take that back. I do remember I said on stage. My first time on stage was just me roasting. Somebody in the crowd had said something because I said I went to Wright State University in Dayton, and and this lady had said something, and I think I got into a back and forth roasting with her. And that's kind of my wheelhouse. I'm I'm a roaster at heart. Like that's what I'm good at. And then being an improv, I'm really good at snapping jokes and stuff like that off the cuff. So I think that's what I did. So it wasn't that bad. It definitely I, I I didn't bomb, but I didn't I wasn't up there killing. You know, I got some chuckles and a, and a couple laughs. But no, I wasn't up there
0: just <laughs> killing them with everything. No, not at all. What's that like? What is it like to just get up there and everything hits? Man, it's,
1: um, I just had that, had that, had this experience uh, in New York two weeks ago. Um, I was at the Brooklyn Comedy Club and it was just, I couldn't miss. I could not miss. And when you get off stage, it's literally like a, who was that? You ever see the Olympics when that was it? Maurice green when he like fanned his shoes off when yeah. he, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. what it feels like when you get off stage, like the comedians know, like don't say nothing. When you see a comedian that just lit the room on fire, you got to let him cool off for a few minutes. Don't go talk to him. Don't say that. Just y'all let him cool off. And I was on a high for about three or four days because it was my first time performing in a room like that. And I, and I, and I killed. So it was a, it was a good feeling. So it's, it's a dope yeah. feeling. You feel, you feel like you're, you know, in the clouds. Cause everybody think they funny. Until you Some have to be funny. True. Being funny as a person and being funny on stage are two different ball games. Yeah. Two know, totally different um,
0: things. I interviewed David Arnold uh a couple years ago. One of my favorite comedians, by the way. Dude's just a really naturally funny dude. Yeah, he is. But his side hustles is with like, he's got shit on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. He writes shit for other people. Like, his side hustles are really what's doing it for him. How do you get into that aspect of the game? Where you get side hustles? Yeah.
1: I think um, I think that's a time and experience thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for me, I, I was being overzealous, actually, a few months ago with some of the stuff that I wanted to do. But uh, one thing you learn is, like, You got to kind of water one seed at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, You can water multiple seeds, but at the same time, in order for you to really adequately take care of a skill set to be able to utilize it and be fruitful, you got to make sure that you develop it first. You know, Mm -hmm. so I think it's developing the skill set to be able to have the side hustles. I think David's been in the game for so long and doing well for so long that he can kind of pivot and use a lot of that creativity to be funny elsewhere and have those side hustles because he's developed his standup so much. You know what I mean? So I think it's a time thing. I think it's an experience thing. And also the network that you get when you're in that position, I think all those things tie together to allow you to have side hustles. Otherwise it's just a bunch of side hobbies, you know, when are you going to be performing in Cleveland? I don't know, man. It's, you know, what? I'll be honest with you. I, I did perform for the first time in Cleveland in November. I did the improv with, uh, Rob Ward, B-Titty, and uh, Comedian CP. Mm-hmm. It was my first time doing a Cleveland Room, and Cleveland is uh, notorious for being tough. At least I thought it was tough at the time. I've developed a lot since November. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I can't answer that question, man. I don't really, uh, to be honest with you, my market in Ohio in general is very minuscule. I barely really even get shows here in Columbus. A lot of the stuff that I've been doing has all been out of town, man. they all been in New York mostly, and a couple other places in different states, so
0: don't get discouraged, man. It's like that for oh no, I'm not. You know, a lot of motherfuckers in different areas. You know, yeah, actors, yeah. rappers, they get popping elsewhere, and then the hometown picks then, up uh, there after the wave. Yeah, I
1: already know how it's gonna go. I talked to Rob right Word about it, man. He's he's mentioned it a couple times, like Cleveland. You know, he he doesn't perform at home in Cleveland as much as. He should, being from here. And I'm like, I know, you know, it's just going to be a matter of time. I'm sure there's going to be a time where they're going to be trying to get me out of Cleveland. Like, you know,
0: <laughs> it's just a matter of time, you know. I doubt it, man. They ain't going to try to get you out of here. Um, Because we go to the – it's not the improv. What's the other one? Um, Hilarities. Yeah, we go to Hilarities. Yeah, Hilarities, And I'm not even on front, man. Like, Like, we just went down there because the tickets were free. Yeah. Um, but – I don't think we've and we've been, I don't know, probably four or five times in the last couple of years. And there's not been one time where we went down there and been like, oh, they were just trash. It's
1: yeah, just right random, off. just
0: random people I've never heard of and mm-hmm. go down there and just die and laughing. Yeah. I don't think that yeah, they are pretty good about putting up good
1: talent and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They don't I don't think they ever really do that kind of stuff. So yeah, you always gonna get some
0: some good people on stage there. Shit. Let me know when you're in town too, bro, because we will definitely come support.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Whenever I come back to Cleveland, I always try to make sure I let everybody know and try to get as many people out to support. If I know in, in advance, when I got those guest spots in uh, Cleveland, the last time I was there, it was literally like a day's notice. So nobody really knew that I was.
0: I didn't even know I was going to be performing there. I've been there, man. I, um, Back in my day, I called myself being a rapper. I was all right. Mm. Um, but I had a, an audition slash performance in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I had this song that I wrote that I had called West Seven Mile that was, like, about the street that I grew up on. It was a fucking okay. fire-ass song. Mm-hmm. The dude that uh, produced the song, I had him to mix it, you know, do it for performance, uh performance track, and he left mm-hmm. out the hook. Oh, man. So I get there. I'm like, you know, I can't do it without the hook because it's a dude singing. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do this other song, and I got the shit booed out of me. Oh man, oh man, it was fucking crushing, man. And my cousin was there and she was just like she tried to clap through the booze, but (laughs) you can't clap through no booze. (laughs)
1: Unless the people that's booing is clapping, it's a rap for you dog. You can't no clapping through no booze, man. Have you ever been booed? I've never been booed. I've never been booed. Knock on wood. I don't think I think at this point, if I haven't been booed, I don't think I will because I'm getting better. Um, and obviously I've had my bombing moments I can never yeah I've never been booed and I've never like been told to like get off stage or anything like that um, what's a bombing yet. moment uh, when you bomb it's just like bombing is when you get up there and you get <laughs> and you get like nothing from the crowd like nobody's laughing they're just looking at you <laughs> or or you get booed, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or you just have a moment where like you suck, like you just just nothing happening. Like I've, as far as shows go, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of shows where I like didn't do well, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that I completely bombed. Like I always, the thing that I feel like is se- not separating me, but the thing that that helps me a lot is because I've done improv for so long. Yeah, I know how to. If I'm having an awkward moment on stage, I know how to address it and be funny about it. You know what I'm saying? That's like I, I, I know how to, I know how to, if it's not my material, mm-hmm. I know how to pull something out of somewhere to get something, whether it's little or not. So I, you know, I've never had, and I'm not counting open mics or nothing, those don't, those don't count, but actual shows, I've not had a show where I've like 1000% got absolutely nothing from a crowd. Not yet. I know my time's coming. And I've had some down shows, but i have mm-hmm. yet to like bomb
0: through the floor so so like when you're coming up with with, with uh material, mm-hmm. like I've seen comics do the same this, the whole thing over, like you know repeatedly, you know they'll do it you know, you see them in this this city, and then you look up on YouTube in another city, and it's the exact same thing. When they do Mm -hmm. that, is that something that they piece together over a certain amount of time and say, okay, this joke should go with this joke? Or is it just something that it all hits? Like when you said you did the show in Brooklyn. Like, will you do that all of that material and continue to do that? Or do you take pieces of that and add it to other material?
1: Uh, It's both. It's Mm -hmm. both. So, uh, And it depends on what the material is about. So, That is the thing, though. We try to perfect... Like if you have a strong 15 or 20 minute set, we don't do some comedians can can do this, but it's kind of hard for you to really perfect and really um, mold a really good set without doing it a bunch of times in front of a bunch of crowds. Because you get to the point where you get good enough to change things, mix things up. mix. So you might see the same set, but mm-hmm. in between you seeing it at the actual show or on YouTube, he you probably performed that set five or six other times or more, uh, switching it up, trying it different ways, reversing the order, trying it with different sets that he might have. There's always a mix and mash to try to find that perfected set that you can hit a big stage with and get big laughs. Because that's the goal. We all want big laughs. So we do do the same sets over and over and over and over. But that's because the crowd that you're getting in front of, they haven't seen it yet. Right. Um, but like the material that I was killing with in New York, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do here in Ohio because it was a New York set. It was my observation and my perspective on New York. And that would resonate more in New York than it will in Cleveland or in California. You know what I mean? So I might not take that same material and do it a bunch of times here. I might take pieces of it. Like there are certain pieces of it that people can relate to, but not the whole thing. So, yeah, I try different stuff out in different places just to master that aspect of that particular joke. Then I'll put it back together and then do the whole thing somewhere else
0: or something. Okay, so you said Richard Pryor was in your top three. Who's the Mm. other two? Oh, man. Um,
1: Okay, so my Mount Rushmore, the three comedians that I say, these are the comedians. I have favorite comedians that make me laugh. They're the Mm. best comedians ever. But when I say my top three, these are people who inspire me in my comedy, whether it's the Mm. Blueprint or just how they do comedy. So definitely Richard Pryor. Got you. Tony Roberts. Okay. Man, this last one is is a tough one. I'm going to say Kevin Hart. Kevin
0: Hart. Yeah. Kevin Mm -hmm. Hart because of the. the... (sighs) Although I've argued with a lot of niggas over the years that Kevin Hart is fucking funny. They don't like. A lot of brothers don't like Kevin Hart because he's quote unquote corny. I think Kevin Hart is fucking funny, and I, I have kids and grandkids, so it res- the shit he be talking about resonates with me more. That's, that's why he's my favorite, because of the blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's not So I look at
1: Kevin beyond just him standing on stage and telling some jokes. Mm-hmm. When you look at most of the comedians who were stars, one thing that you notice is the authenticity of their comedy. So mm-hmm. he talks about his life and the things that happened, yeah. But also when you look at the, tra- the trajectory of his career and the comedic rock star that he's become and what it took to get there, that's what inspires me is his, is his journey. It's his journey from, from, A to, from A to B. You know yeah. what I mean? And then yeah. his ability to take his life. And that's kind of how I am. I mm-hmm. felt like since the beginning, if, I, if I, look, I looked at my notes when I first got on stage and I was writing down all these ideas for comedy, it was only about things that I saw. Things I directly experienced, things that I directly had a perspective of within my life, because it's easy to be passionate about that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not passionate about politics. So it's kind of hard for me to make a joke about politics. I don't really I'm not big into politics. I don't know much about it to even give you a good joke. I'd have to do extensive research to make something funny as opposed Mm -hmm. to me telling you a story about how my daughter don't respect me by leaving the cookies out. (laughs) See what I'm saying? It's a it's a different type of passion that you have with the jokes, and that's why I respect his material and what he's doing so much because it's a reflection of something that I'm as inspi- aspiring to be.
0: Yo, man, I was talking to my daughter, one of my daughters. I got three; they all grown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, and, and and we were talking about me telling her no, <laughs> and and she said, "When did you do that? Let's Stop see. fucking!" Oh, and I, like like a long time ago, I told I told my ex, "Look, I'm I'm not good with disciplining them. I'm I'm, I, I, I can't say that. No. <laughs> and right. to this day, to this fucking day, like it, I don't know what what type of voodoo little girls put on their daddies. man. It's this crazy, shit, bro. The shit never goes away. I don't. It know does how, not. Man. How old is your daughter? She's
1: seven. Oh god, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. She's at that age. She's very smart and slick, man. She's very. She got a. Um, she's a. She. <laughs> I tell. I'm like, man, you're gonna be an attorney because you got an answer for everything. Like it don't matter what it is, how wrong she is, she got a rebuttal. She gonna argue me to death.
0: Yeah, yeah you man. better. You better. You better get famous quick, then, bro. I'm like, trying. <laughs> that shit is not cheap. <laughs> no, they're not. No, oh, they more God. expensive.
1: They start asking for cars and all kind of phones and watches. Oh, my
0: Goodness. Oh, my. And it's the shit that they don't ask for that you just, you find yourself offering. Oh, right. Man, me, I, I, you, you need a new phone? Well, yeah. Sure, let me get that. <laughs> right. Absolutely no fucking reason, man. Um, It's a beautiful journey, though, bro. Oh, I'm excited for it. And, I, I and, and it. if nobody tells you, if nobody's told you today, bro, I'm proud of you. I like Thank I you, like the your shit you're doing, me. man. Your, your shit's funny, and you can tell that it's you. Thank you. you know, man. I appreciate I, that. Now, let me ask you this. There's a guy Mm -hmm. I saw, a a white dude, a few years Mm -hmm. ago. Uh, I think he, uh, he, I'm pretty sure he OD'd. But Mm -hmm. he had a comedy, a special on Comedy Central, Mitch Hedberg. Okay. And for my money, it was the funniest 30 minutes that I have ever seen for a comic. Mm -hmm. If you had to bet your life on one 30-minute set, what Mm -hmm. set would it be? for me or a comic that i like for it from any comic living dead or in between mm. the comic
1: that makes me laugh the absolute hardest and this is just me i'm talking this is tony roberts man i got to look gotta look at some of his shit man, man listen when i tell you tony roberts is hands down Like, like, I can't even, like, when I talk about Tony Roberts, Tony Roberts literally is, when I say any 30-minute set, I'll put Tony Roberts against anybody. Anybody. That's tough. Pound for pound, my favorite comedian of all time. When I tell you, like, this dude, it's like, he's the first, and I love, I have a lot of comics that are my favorite. I have a Mm -hmm. lot of comics that I love watching. When I say he's He's my favorite. From the time he steps on stage to the time he, I am in tears, no comic <laughs> I laugh at comedy. I think <laughs> things are funny. I'm Kevin Hart has me dying. Eddie Murphy can have me dying, but Tony, I'm I'm laughing from the soul, <laughs> like for That's the entire thirty minutes. It's a different laugh. Like yeah. the entire time, this I am laughing so far down there because I'm still laughing from four jokes ago. I got I got. He's like a delayed laugh because I gotta catch up to what's funny twenty yes. minutes later. That's how yes. funny
0: he is, man. He's pound for pound my favorite comedian of all time. Man. Dave Chappelle takes me there too. Mm-hmm. And Dave Chappelle is is he's definitely on my mouth, Rushmore. All right, King Vitamin is that the best knockoff cereal? King Vitamin. I don't think I've had that. before. You've never had King. Oh, you've got to do your soul and your taste buds a favor. Is this is it, this is is this generic cereal or, or name? I, I know my generic cereals. Wait, which which one is that? It's uh Captain. It's fake Captain Crunch. Oh, my, you know what? No, see uh, the
1: right. one that I had was uh uh might be Captain my, D Captain D's. It wasn't by it was Captain. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Captain man, D's. I know what I'm talking about. I, I promise, because I my mom used to buy it all the time. Captain D's? I've never heard of that shit. I, well, see, you know what? Being broke in my era was a different is a, is a different journey. Like, and, and to be fair, like I really wasn't, but I had some cousins that were broke, 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 mm-hmm. and I swear, to you, man, they had powdered every fucking thing. I mean, powdered milk, powdered eggs, powdered this, but King Vitamin and the government would get that shit away free. That shit was better than Captain Crunch,
1: bro. I'm not going to lie. I always thought the generic cereal, cereals was better than the, the real cereals. Like Apple Boppers? Oh, man. Come on. I've never the
0: had heck? Apple Boppers?
1: Yeah. Apple Boppers was the Apple, you know, Apple Jacks is Apple the Jax. name brand. Right. But the, but the generic was Apple Boppers. And I the Apple Boppers was better when I was a kid because they had more
0: sugar in them. I gotta, oh, I gotta they f- were stingy man, with Apple the sugar Boppers. on Apple Jacks. Apple Boppers? Oh, my goodness. Although, Apple Jacks is legit a great cereal, though. It like, is. definitely it is. That's one of my favorite series. Five. Yeah, yeah, definitely top yeah, five. Like, got <laughs> yeah, to put Captain Crunch up there.
1: Man, um, Captain Crunch is just classic. Apple cool. Bobbers is classic. Crunchberries Berries, too. Uh, Crunchberries. Like, I got to put the um, original
0: Captain Crunch and Crunchberries. They got both of those mm-hmm. got to be top five. And Apple Jacks. I'm going to say Raisin Bran. Although, I Raisin just Bran. found out recently that Raisin Bran is hella unhealthy.
1: I didn't know that. My mom used to always buy it thinking it was healthy because they had the one with the uh the oats in it. Yes. And the uh put walnuts. The I was like, too. oh this is even healthier. Yeah. Yes.
0: Come to find out. It's not, not that healthy. They put a lot of sugar in the shit. No wonder I love this it. We I didn't did care. We did not care. To this day, man. I, I don't care. What's All the soup? cereals
1: that I loved were the oh. cereals that made my milk taste good. Those are the ones that I went towards the most. This is apple boppers, they make your cereal taste like uh like sugars and apples. That's true. Uh uh I love cinnamon toast crunch because it makes a cereal taste oh, like cereal. Man,
0: that's yeah. trash though, bro. Cinnamon toast. Oh trash. what? Your cereal, your milk be tasting like cinnamon. God. Oh my God. goodness. Oh, bro. Like, it's so cinnamon good. cinnamon is an overrated spice. Like okay. oh,
1: see? Oh, so, give toast. me some cinnamon, some caramel caramel every time. or oh, anything. Ice
0: cream, cake, cheesecake. If I see oh. cinnamon and caramel, yeah, ring oh. that up. Oh, man. Love man, it. Man. No, no. But I'm with <laughs> you on the milk flavoring, because if you can drink the milk and the milk tastes delicious after the cereal, that's a great cereal. Yeah. And a chocolate Cocoa Puffs? Oh, man. I'm not fucking with those either. What? The chocolate milk? milk? Oh, just, come I on. Never, I just never <laughs> got into the whole chocolate. I don't, I don't like, like chocolate drink. either.
1: That's the only chocolate thing that I did like was, was the Cocoa puff. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that I did I like, because it made my milk make I don't like chocolate. See, oh, I don't man. like like a regular Hershey's or something. No, but oh, if you give me like, if you got chocolate with something in it, like a Reese's, a Milky Way, okay. or like okay. a Twix, all day I eat that all day. But just like Twix a pure piece overrated.
0: of chocolate, no. Yeah, Twix is hella overrated, but Snickers, Snickers is, is Snickers, is, is, Snickers. gotta be the Snickers. best candy bar. Oh um, my! See, you missed the whole uh uh penny candy days. No, I didn't really
1: cuz my aunt my so my family's my family's old school from they my family one of my aunts used to always it wasn't a penny anymore but she I don't know if it feels like a store uh was it the west side market i forget where she would get mm-hmm. it from but she used to have it i don't know how she would get it but she when i was a kid she used to babysit me um and she would give me the candy yeah, man, I, I I don't know what they were all called, but I do remember because she used to always talk about she's like, you don't know about when we was kids. We used to go to the store. We used to get 15 cent or 10 cent from somebody and go to oh, the store and come back God. with a big bag of like candy or something. I was oh, like, oh, God,
0: a, a yeah. dollar was like a deal. <laughs> like, I, could go, I could go. We had this uh, bicycle shop that sold candy for a dollar. I had a bag of candy that big. Literally, See, man. All type of shit, man. Yeah. I was like,
1: man, if I was around with penny candy, I thought we was doing something when candy was like, you know, this is back when uh I'm not that old, but you know, think inflation. But this is when the oatmeal cream pies, brownies, all that stuff was 25 cents. Man. Like it was a quarter. And I used yes. to think we used to go somewhere with like a dollar or two, you used to get flaming hots, a couple oatmeal pies, and some brownies. Oh my <laughs> god, you was rich. That much bargaining power you had? Oh my you, mean, you can actually two bribe a kid for a dollar. You can bribe <laughs> a kid with anything. You got two brownies in your pocket, or oh, I'll get you to do anything. I bet you won't ghost ride your bike down the street in the middle of traffic. I'll oh, give you a for this brownie. Shit. that <laughs> that bike could be in West 25th. somewhere. You can't get a kid to do shit nowadays. Nah, back then, bribe me with some, man. Come in, your come in. I got some
0: flaming hots if you want. What I gotta do. What do I have to do? So, are you a write down the goals person? I am. I am. What's the goals for the next
1: five years? The next five. Um, in the next three to five years, I expect to be in some major movie or TV show, and I expect to have some type of tour going or being. I, I expect to be in the next three to five years. I expect to be a part of some stand up tour and or have some credit in a movie, TV show or some type of commercial or something. Those are my three goals.
0: And there's to a, have
1: my own TVC se- or my own inner circle series going. So those four things.
0: There's a sister in Chicago just Nash. Um, just I think I thought yeah. like I heard her. Cuz she's kind of popping. She done some shit uh, for for Kevin Hart. Um but I, I I don't know if she still hosted every week, but she had like a because Chicago like for comics is like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, look her up, man, because I'm pretty sure you probably can get and it's another brother that I fucks with on the book uh for years, Marcus Shark. Pretty mm-hmm. you you've know, been doing his thing there. Look him, look him up and see if you can get into some of that Chicago market love, man. Cause okay. those dudes, and I remember um I was supposed to interview I was supposed to interview a really big dude in comedy behind the scenes. Mm. This nigga flaked on me because oh, I no. didn't know about some obscure project this nigga had that wasn't popping. Mm. And I'm like, and I tried to explain to him, like, dude, I usually don't really start researching somebody to the week of the interview because mm. I forget shit. I would like shit to be fresh. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, I'm not always looking down and asking questions. I want it to seem mm. kind of natural. Right, yeah, As oh, you should, sn- yeah. This nigga went off on me, bro. What? Yeah, that's one crazy, of the f- one of the few times somebody has rescinded the, <laughs> the the interview. Like, actually, this is the like people have just no show showed over the years a couple of times. But this mm-hmm. dude, I'm not. I, I, nope, because you don't know enough about me. I was hurt, bro. man. He was like that. Yes, and I had actually like like I was like really looking forward to this at oh, all. Anyway, um, that's unfortunate, man. Yeah, it is what it is, man. I've been doing this mm. for a while now, so I'm kind of used to all type of shit. Mm. Uh, the cicada bit is probably mm. the most original bit that I've heard from a comic in a long time. To oh, turn- about the cicadas. Cicada, my bad. Yes, yes cicadas, Yeah. Oh my! God. How what the fuck is you thinking, bro? <laughs> like, like I, I, and that's one thing. That's what I was thinking when I when I'm listening to it is like. His, his weed must really be good. It's got. I don't smoke, something. man. Don't it's got to be something, man. Whenever what, what, nah, you are doing like, how, where do you get that? That was the first.
1: That man? was actually the first and last time I've done that joke. To be honest with you, really. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that joke since. That was the first time that I did that joke back in June because at the time, that's when cicadas was like they was out everywhere. They was outside yes, it was everywhere at that time, and I did that joke, and I haven't done it since. That was the first time I ever did it. I've done it since. that that.
0: It's big yeah. in Detroit too, man. Like if you. Yeah, yeah, they was everywhere, man.
1: man. I, I'm sure I'm gonna bring it back. I, I'm gonna do it again once they come back out. It's gonna be a, you know, it's a timeless joke. But uh, that
0: yeah, it was the first hilarious. time I performed it. I, yeah. And I, and and I didn't. I never knew what their name was, but when you said the name and did the joke, I immediately knew what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. over here dying like. like I watched <laughs> it three times before the interview itself. <laughs> I'm over just- <laughs> it was funny because when I thought of it,
1: I was like, it was funny. I wrote that joke that day because I had a big, that was my show. Most Comedy Wave is a show that I throw here in Columbus. And uh, mm-hmm. I wrote that joke that that morning before I came in, uh, before I did the show, uh, just because it was everywhere. And I was like, man, these damn things. But I always was scared of cicadas. I thought they really could. Like do some damage. And then when you Google them, you're like, oh, y'all just some big ass teddy bears flying around. Y'all ain't gonna do shit. Like like, if I did this and give you 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 a walk off and die. And just walk (laughs) off and die because they die in in two weeks. (laughs) Yeah, man, they big and tough for no reason, man. I did not I didn't I had no clue about in the bro. They don't do nothing. I looked it up. I was like, man, they don't stink you, they don't bite you, they're not poisonous. They're literally, they just literally fly into you. They don't do nothing. Okay, so what's the point then? Because everything's bro. got some type of point. They literally come out of the ground to reproduce and die. And then all those eggs go back into the ground for however many years and they come back up and they do it again. I don't know what there, there's no, now the only thing I will say, I'm a big movie, or not movie, uh, I'm a big animal buff. I was a big, when I was a kid, I used to mm-hmm. bury my face in, uh at the time, was before Nat Geo came out as Discovery Channel. They always okay. had like, so I think, in my opinion, it's for the ecosystem because there are a lot of birds and animals that eat cicadas. So to me, it's probably just something that
0: continues. But there's so many, like, there's so many, like literally, you know? like like like, if on the east side of the Detroit near the river, mm-hmm. they would blanket the street. And like when you're driving down the street, you hear the crunching up under your tires. Yeah. blocks. You get out the car and you <laughs> have to run into the house. Yeah. See, was like the fucking plague.
1: It's the plague, man. It's crazy. I don't know why they're just everywhere
0: all the time. So you you, you into the animals. What's the most pointless animal? A cicada. Are they animals or insects? They're insects.
1: but you say what's the most pointless animal? I would say a platypus.
0: That's a good argument. That's a good argument. Um, Or or a sloth. Like I'm not sure what the I'm I'm no expert. I'm not sure what you know what. They're so fucking slow. They can't do much of anything.
1: I I would agree with you on the sloth because they don't they sleep like I forget it's like some astronomical amount of hours a day, and they just stay in the same spot (laughs) and they don't eat. They eat the trees then the leaves and they don't come down. So yeah, they don't I don't know I don't know what their purpose is, bro.
0: I have no idea. Like animal welfare. Yeah. I don't know what they do, man. They just like
1: they're they are literally just they're like the homeless people of them, the the wild kingdom. They just don't do nothing.
0: And they fucked up looking. It's like you got no job. No real place to live, no, man. no prospects. It's like a broke ass uncle like- in
1: the jungle. Oh my goodness. They, they just sit in the trees, man. <laughs> Even when I go to the zoo, my daughter be like, Oh, can we look at the sloths? I'm like, for what? <laughs> They're not going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, He'll be there when we get back. <laughs> in two, three, he'd be in the same spot doing exactly what he's doing. Nothing.
0: Although so nothing else. They need to shut that shit down, man. That shit's embarrassing. Really, I
1: haven't I haven't been to the Cleveland Zoo since I was in elementary school. Oh my god, man! We took. Is it just like run down, it. or what's wrong with it? The animals all
0: look, Miserable. depressed, and poor. I mean, they they kind of are. Like, <laughs> but but if They're you go to the, the Columbus Zoo, the Columbus Zoo is like like that's true. That's true.
1: I give that you that. Day. Columbus Zoo is like is probably one of the better zoos in the entire country. Like they. I mean, Jack Hanna is here. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why he was on TV all the time, on all the talk shows, with all the animals. That's Columbus Zoo right
0: there. Yeah, shit's ridiculously expensive, though. I could it not is. believe I told him. I told my wife, like, look, you're not, not coming back here. We'll go see the Depression. Like, we're, this shit was, we had to drive hours to get there to spend, like, $300 at a zoo. Yeah. You know, and. what did you do? What you spend? How much money? It was, like, $300. For just y'all two? No, it was us and two of the grandkids. I mean, and it's not just getting in, but it's walking oh, around. Oh, you're talking about walking
1: around and buying the dipping Dots and yes. your, grand, your grandkids hustled you. Just, just are, say that.
0: They all your grandkids hustled you.
1: Kids, They hustled you. Because I ain't job <laughs> yet to spend $300. After oh, this. my
0: God. Man, the whole Grandpa, Can we get this? Can we get grand, this? Yeah, you spent grand, 300 Grandparents is a continuous state of hustle. Yeah, they hustle you. Oh my god, cause I, I can't oh say no. <laughs> my, my oldest, I've got my oldest is twelve, and she will send me links to she. She sent us a link to some Jordans, and oh, I thought about buying
1: uh, <laughs> I mean, sometimes if you know, if it's positive reinforcement, if she's getting good grades and like doing well, there's nothing wrong
0: with that, you know. And one hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, you need you need to there ain't yeah. no. You and it's, my mother bought me $300 shoes when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. That was so probably a big deal. That was a big deal back then. Like, I had some Gucci's back then. It was me and, like, two other cats in, high, in our high school with Gucci's. Mm. I, I kept the motherfuckers so long, I spray painted them. <laughs> You're like, I ain't getting rid of these. Hell no. I spray That's painted funny. them red and green when they got home. And they say, <laughs> they came back to life first time man. She, i had spray man, didn't even we, know you we, spray paid them we held on to those but my mother spent three hundred dollars on some cheese. Mm-hmm. so i felt obligated you know well old lady was like uh no we're not doing that get, like straight A's or some shit like that right yeah but i contemplated it it's how much of a sucker i am <laughs> at, least you, at least you own it i, I do man um if people want to get in contact with you how do they do that um, you can get in contact with me on, obviously
1: on Instagram at mo underscore funny. Um, I primarily use my Instagram. I do have a TikTok and also mo underscore funny. And, um, I don't, I don't have a Twitter. That's it. TikTok mm-hmm. and Instagram. Yes. And you got a YouTube it. too. And, oh yeah. And I do have a, I have a YouTube channel. Man, I keep, man, you just reminded me. I got I got so much going on. Yes. I do have a YouTube channel uh, It's Mohill Hill comedy um definitely go check me out there you can go view some of the stuff some of my stand-up i post a lot of my stand-up stuff on there as well uh post a lot of my skit stuff on there and i definitely want to get a head start on following me now just in case you know some some new stuff pop up and i start posting that so
0: because the ig so, yeah. is, is
1: popping it, it, it's i'm coming. getting there man I'm, I'm doing everything trying to do everything out of the mud man this is this is all me
0: no co-signing no no none of that man. the ig, is, IG all... is popping man yeah uh, we, you, we we see it out there man you the <laughs> shitload of comments let me the the, the the worst date you've been on the worst date that I've ever yeah. been on
1: yes like first date or a date in general period man <clears throat> I haven't had many bad first dates um i've been on some bad <laughs> i've been on some bad dates um Man, let me see. I went on a date. Uh, I'm trying to think. Would be like you just go on a random date with the girls. Is like does it count if I was seeing the person? I don't
0: care. I, I'll, I'll give you my mind. Um, Why you okay. think about that? Uh, I go pick this chick up, East Side chick. first off, the red flag. Anyway, <laughs> um, five minutes into the car ride, she's like, "You got a cup? I'm like what the fuck? You need a cup for?" I just randomly had a a McDonald's cup. Yeah, I got a cup. Uh, Pull over. Why do you need to pull over? Just pull over. I pull over. She pees in the cup. I turn around, take her ass back to the crib, put her out, and go home and never call her again.
1: That's why did she just go to the rest? Because
0: she's nasty. Whoa, yeah, that's a red. That's a huge red flag. That's not even a flag. That's that's a huge (laughs) red planet. That's Mars. (laughs) <laughs> that is that's that's crazy. Dasty. Yes, we had passed stores, we were five minutes away. You could have told me just turn around.
1: That's crazy. I to use the
0: bathroom. It happened.
1: Um I man, I went on a Well, I wasn't even on a date. I was kind of seeing this girl, but basically, long story short, I was visiting a girl I was seeing in DC, and we were on a date. And she got mad. She got mad at me over something that was very, very like irrelevant. And basically, it was in the dead of winter. It was like DC had just had this really bad snowstorm. And we get in the Uber, and um, she tried to get out of a moving Uber. Like she had <laughs> she tried to get out of a moving Uber. That was the first thing that happened. And the second thing that happened was my stuff was at her place. And I was asking, could I go get my stuff? And I was gonna go stay at a friends until I flew out, and she wouldn't give me my stuff. So I literally had to call. I was like, if you don't give me my stuff, I'm gonna call the police to get my stuff. And she's like, No, you won't. I was like, Okay, and I, I called. <laughs> I called the police, and she got she panicked and was like, No, you can't do that. And she hung up the phone, and long story short. Uh, we was, it was cold outside. So like, um, I'm trying to go back and forth with her to like, let me go get my stuff. And she tries to walk off and was like, figure it out. And I was like, what in the world? But her phone died. So <laughs> she had to follow me back to my <laughs> friend's house to charge our phone. <laughs> and then when I get back to her place, I try to leave and she wouldn't let me leave. So I'm calling the Ubers and they kept, you know, you cancel Uber or when you, uh, when you take too long or cancel Uber, they charge you. I got charged like fifteen bucks because I kept calling Ubers to leave, and she wouldn't let me out the house or let me leave the complex. Wow. Yeah, man, I had to literally. <laughs> I literally had to. There's way more to the story, but but the only way I escaped is I had to play nice. I called my cousin while we were at the restaurant before we got an Uber because I had a I was I smelled drama in the air. And he was like, I can't come pick you up right now because I have to snow plow the streets, but I'll pick you up in the morning. So I knew this whole time that I was gonna go home the next day or go to his place the next day. I already right. knew this. And I rescheduled my flight. But she didn't know this. I just played dumb until I had to play nice and then the next day she woke up like nothing happened. And I was like, oh I forgot my cousin wants to come pick me up and go to his house or something. Not gonna be able to stand. And he picked me up, and I was flying back home that day. But Yo. it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a wild experience. And the whole time I was outside. It was that weekend was probably one of the worst snowstorms uh, DC had had, and, and um it was probably like fifteen twenty degrees outside. It was a bad experience, man. Uh, yeah, oh, I didn't go back. You man? Like she's like super psycho, bro. I met her. I was in DC. So this was probably, I had met her a month prior uh, during New Year's. We had we had met during New Year's weekend, and we kind of headed off. It was cool, but I didn't live there. And, um, and then I went back to see her um, like a month later. And But the weekend that I went there, we got snowed in. So as soon as I landed, maybe an hour later, it started snowing. Man, it was probably like three or four feet. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was it was probably one of the most... Uh, that's horrible. It was, it was a very wild experience. <laughs> yeah, man, that's... Not, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's scary.
0: That's, it, that's,
1: it, well, that's, that's scary. It is, it's very scary. The only thing that, that kind of uh, got me through that is whenever I go in, I'm a very strategic person. And I wasn't too worried. Whenever I go to certain cities, I always know somebody there. But D.C., like my sister lives in D.C. I got a ton of cousins. I got a bunch of family in D.C. So... I know if push comes to shove, I have friends and family. I got somewhere to go. Yeah, but I got you went to, to sleep. sleep I didn't have a, true. I didn't have a choice, man. I feel you, but I, you went to sleep, bro. Like I, I know, and you probably stayed up. I know, actually. I, I took a cat nap because we were up going back and forth for like hours. Like afterwards, and I just got to the point where, bro, I just got so tired. I was like, you know what? This whatever. If you stab me with something, at least I slept good. I ain't <laughs> I was so tired of arguing, man. You just get to a point where you're like, just kill me now. I I'm you over say
0: it. that, but I've had somebody
1: hit you in j- the car before. I'm joking. I'm totally joking. That's I didn't think game. she was going to go that far to, to do anything because she was in her, she was in a mode of, like, sorrow after I was, she saw that I was serious. When she saw that I was serious and, like, really trying to leave, her
0: whole attitude changed. Like, See, that's the problem right there. <laughs> yeah. like, that is the problem right there. When they go from feast to famine in a nanosecond, run. Yeah, (laughs) just just one hundred percent was like, yeah, we didn't, we didn't see each other after that. I would not, yeah, I would have blocked her on everything. Yeah, she probably, she probably still, still, I had a guy on the show a few years ago, Um, and there was a young lady that literally was stalking this man. I haven't had any comments. All the time on that interview to this day.
1: That's weird. That's he, mental
0: issues. To the point he had, she lived in another state. He had to call the police in her state. <laughs> That's um, crazy. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, it is some super psychos out here. And, and it I, is. I, I, two weeks ago, I want to say, I get a, a YouTube notification. It's that crazy, bro. Yes. Man. Just saying something random about the interview, or about him? Yes, I still love you. Like, <laughs> and this is not even somebody he dated. Man, this is just somebody that was just a a a, a person that happened to see him. He's kind of a big dude on on Facebook, got mm-hmm. a huge following, and she was just man, nuts. Man, <clears throat> popularity yes. do something to to someone. Oh there, my god. Man. It's yeah. crazy. yeah, fellas, you know, know your worth, but also watch your ass, man. It's some crazy, <laughs> cra- crazy, women, crazy out here, women out here. Crazy women out here, and yeah. sisters, you watch, watch us because there's some crazy dudes out here too. Crazy is mm-hmm. everywhere. Anyway, man, um, I want to thank you for your time and your energy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep you too long. I know you got shit to do. Thank you so, man. I appreciate um, you even inviting me on the show,
1: man. I always try to make sure I, I, I love doing people's podcasts. I love interviews, and I'm, I'm just
0: appreciative. Uh, that you asked me, so thank you, man. I really appreciate that. You deserve it, bro. And no, when, when you get, you know, to, to Kevin Hart status, man, you know, mm-hmm. don't forget about the little people. I won't, man. You, know. you
1: guys are the ones that are making me who I am and who I'm gonna be or aspire to be. So I thank y'all, man. Because you know, I'm gonna be showing clips, man.
0: <clears> that <throat> first movie rollout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his favorite that's cereal is cinnamon <laughs> toast <Torque laughs> crunch. <laughs>
1: That's gonna be dope, man. You know, stuff like that. People love to see, like, when you started from, you know, way back when, and people are like, yes. oh, that's so cool. You got to interview so and so before they became who they were. It's always yes. good to see the memorabilia, that kind of stuff. So, yes, um, so that'd be dope, you, man. man. You know,
0: yeah. yes, I look forward to it. I'll be riding. Mm-hmm. The, it was, what's dope. Is like I don't know. man. I've like interviewed Chuck D. D, uh, a mm-hmm. shitload of people over the years, and mm-hmm. I'm riding. I'll be riding the car. And I'm like, man, somebody come on the radio. I interviewed that person. Yeah, it's dope. Isn't it cool? Like. It is kind yeah. of dope, man. I like yeah. talking to people and I like listening, man. So this has been a, a dope-ass journey for me. Well, thank anyway. you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, man, it's an honor, man. Um, Keep doing your thing, bro. And please, please, please come to Cleveland. I will, man. As soon man, as I get tick- something going or get a show a tick- something like that, I'm going to make
1: sure that you're taken care of, dog. I got you. I, I'm going to bring this back up, too, bro.
0: <laughs> I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word. Hey, niggas get on the show and be like, oh man, I'm gonna buy you a Cadillac. Man, I, 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 why I get a rim, I get a, uh, yeah. a of gas. Oh, I didn't say shit, man. That was your. No, I I'm can do so with anymore. some tickets. <laughs> Cadillac, I don't know about that. <laughs> anyway, man, on that note, man, God bless you, man. It's, it's been a beautiful conversation, man. You enjoy yourself, man. Um, And I'm looking forward to to the uh, the skits turning into something bigger because I can see him. Yeah, know. man, it will. In due time, it's going to happen, man. And if you need an old, old dude on, on the show, let me know. I got you. I got you. Man. I got you. <laughs> Thank you. No doubt, man. On that note, peace. You have a good one, bro. Thanks, man. You too, man. Stay blessed. Oh, no doubt,
1: man. You too.